0: Just so you know, Bob and Kristen are, they're in Africa. They're in the process of going and getting their new son, Xavier. That's just Z, Xavier, which is awesome. And um, they're going to be here Tuesday night, be back with Xavier. So we can't wait to see him. I'm going to fill in and and we're going to continue to talk about our church and the values and our mission statement. And um, just to remind you, if we could go ahead and put that up. Our mission statement for our church is creating a new normal for the next generation. And today we're going to be talking about investing in the next generation. And um, this is a value that was a real driving force when um, Bob and myself and there were, I was lucky enough to be with uh, about three or four other couples that were uh, when we first started Wellspring, we were thinking and praying, and, and, you know, we were talking about maybe starting a new church, and it was this idea of investing in the next generation that, I got to say, it was just, it was captivating for me. Um, and just to give you just a little bit of history uh, on myself, I, w- I didn't become a Christian until I was a senior in high school. I wasn't one of those kids that grew up in the church, unfortunately. Uh, I grew up in a divorced home and didn't go to church a lot, and it was really through the ministry of Young Life when I was a senior that uh, that's how I became a Christian, decided to follow Christ with my life. Um, Went away to college and uh, met Bob there. Actually, Bob and I went to college together. We're involved with the campus ministry there, and uh, so we have a long history, and then when I graduated from college, I decided to go on Young Life staff, and for you that don't know what Young Life is, Young Life is a Christian outreach for high school kids. Um, and I decided to go on Young Life staff, and I did that for about 14 years or so. And uh, six of those were here in St. Joe. And Bob was the area director after I did Young Life, so we kind of had that in common. We have served on Young Life staff together. And one, one thing about Young Life is we really, we want to get kids involved in the church. You know, once they um, become a Christian, they make some kind of a commitment to Christ decide they want to start following Christ. We want to get them involved in a church. And uh, I got to be honest, we were just having a really hard time doing it. And I think the thing that was really difficult for us is we would catch up with some of our old young life kids that maybe had made some kind of a commitment to start following God in high school. And we would catch up with them when maybe they were in college or just out of college. And, you know, we would be talking and I'd be like, so, you know, you going to church anywhere? No. No, I'm not. And as we began to talk, I realized they weren't disinterested in Christ. They were still interested in following Christ, but they were disinterested in church. And that was something that I just, I found over and over again, that young folks were interested in Christ, but disinterested in the church. And... Um, We found that the church was just not really compelling for young people. And I'm gonna use a term today. I'm gonna to use a term millennials. And you know how like our society is sometimes like generation X, Generation Y, and they kinda of name these generations and I'm gonna use some kind of broad strokes to paint pictures of young people, but millennials basically are people born nineteen eighty or later. Okay. 1980 or later are what we call millennials. And so don't think too much about it. I mean, if you're sitting there going, God, I was born in 79. I guess I don't make, I mean, don't. (laughs) You're all right. It's okay. It's just kind of what, but I'll refer to them as millennials. Um, And I don't know if you know this, but millennials are leaving the church. We're not really reaching the next generation very well. In fact, you know, in Europe, the average age of a churchgoer in Europe is like 65 now. I mean, there's a whole generation of people in Europe not, not going to church, not involved in church. And part of it, you know, we were like, is that, is that going to be us here in America? Like, we're just going to miss this next generation? Um, and I think one of the things, too, is for a long time we're kind of in this postmodern society. I'm not going to bore you with all of that, but... Um, one of the things I think that we can see in our society is for a long time there's been this undercurrent of Christianity in our society in America. Um, and Christianity has formed almost everything in our society. I mean, educational systems, hospitals, um, art literature, all those different things. There was this undercurrent of Christianity. Um, and for a long time, people went to church because that 's what you were supposed to do, right? I 'm an American, I go to church. I get involved in a church. And that train has left the building. <laughs> we don't really have, that's not really a, as big a part of our culture anymore. This undercurrent of Christianity that kind of affects everything, it's not what it used to be. And we used to think, well, you know, for a while young people were not, you know, going to church and we were like, it's okay, they'll get married and they'll have kids and they'll, they'll come back to the church, right? And for a while that was happening and then that's not really happening anymore, In fact, um, the the Barnum Group did a poll, and they found out that 60% of millennials with Christian backgrounds are not going to church. (laughs) 60% of millennials with a Christian background are not going to church. And, you know, I think God gives us a spirit of wisdom and discernment. (laughs) And it was hard, you know, to look around and see what was going on. And at first I was a little disappointed in the people I was talking to. I was kind of like, you know, why aren't you involved in a church? Like, you should be involved in a church. Like, we talked about this in our Bible studies. with you. like, you know, you need to go away to college. You need to get involved in a church. And, and you know, there's kind of blame uh, all around. But if I had to be honest, I thought it was kind of on us. I thought it was on the church, if I was honest with myself. And, um we weren't okay with that. (laughs) There was a group of us that were not okay with that. Because in your 20s, those are times when you're making big, lifelong decisions, right? I mean, when you're in your 20s, you're kind of figuring out who you're maybe going to date, who you're going to marry, what kind of person you want to marry, what kind of career you want to choose. These are big, lifelong decisions that can really set the, the trajectory of the rest of your life And people were making these decisions apart from Christ and apart from the church. It was breaking our heart. It really was. And so we began to think and read and pray and talk with pastors that had churches that seemed to be reaching millennials. And we thought maybe we could do something different. And I want you to understand something. I'm not here this morning in any way, shape, or form to put down the church, okay? There are lots of great churches that are doing lots of great things, and I'm not here to put down any particular church at all. I'm very thankful for the church at large. There's lots of, lots of awesome churches thankful for the church. And at Wellspring, we're not, we weren't thinking we're going to do something better. That wasn't it. But we thought we've got to do something different. We've got to do something different. Because I think what happens is it's just a natural progression. You have a church, the congregation gets older, the leadership gets older. You're kind of in this Christian community for a long time. You kind of forget what it is to even be around folks that maybe aren't in the church. And we lose touch. And it just naturally happens. And I think it's one of those things where if we don't make a conscious effort to say, we're going to look at the next generation And we're going to try to reach the next generation. And we want something compelling in our church for the next generation. It just, it doesn't happen. And so we were like, we've got to do something different that is reaching the next generation. And we really thought, we've got to throw out everything we know, to be honest, (laughs) about doing church. And take a fresh look at this. Um... I have a friend of mine uh, that's 19 he's a freshman in college and he was over at our house the other day and I was asking him how college was I mean how's college going he's like it's going all right he goes man this orientation thing I went to it killed my vibe for school (laughs) I just thought it was so funny that he used the word killed my vibe because this orientation thing was terrible man like it killed my vibe for school (laughs) and I was just like he goes but then I started going and it was okay And i kind of started laughing and i was like he's like what are you laughing about i was like you know i'm doing this thing on at church talking about reaching the next generation and i think the church has killed young people's vibe for following god at times and he was like you're right i go are you going to church anywhere he goes no not anymore (laughs) um and i just was thinking We can't, because I think young people really are interested in spiritual things, and millennials are for sure. One thing about millennials, they're interested in spiritual things, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, But we decided we had to do things differently, take a look at how we do church, and kind of throw everything out the window, and I'm going to talk a little more about some of the specifics of that. But um, I wanted to have some other people share some things. Uh, Today, I didn't want to be the only one sharing, and I want to have some millennials share. And so... um, I've asked Brenton to come up and share a little bit. Right here's Brenton. I got to know Brenton um, through Zan. Zan invited Brenton to come to church. Brenton Hi. started coming to church, and um, we were on a movie project together. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob, was, Rob Willoughby was filming this movie, this short film, and um, it was really bad acting but a lot of fun. <laughs>
1: I thought you, you were really good. You were,
0: you were actually... I mean, that tree you was actually, really on fire. I really <laughs> yes, believed it. Yes. Um, but I was talking with Brent, and I was like, so tell me how you got involved with the Wellspring. And he kind of told me the story, and I was like, that is awesome. Like, would you share that story with us sometime? And so, anyway, I'll turn it over to Brenton.
2: Hi. As you heard, I'm Brenton. Um, I'm from St. Joe. I've been here all my life. Um, graduated from Central, graduated from Missouri Western. Um, I met Zan... Several years ago, several years ago, we were doing plays and stuff together, and she, we became instant friends during that point. Um, I used to go to church at First Christian Church a long time ago. Um, growing up, my family, we were that American family, went to church because we're Americans, we go to church. Um, but then it just started, for lack of better description, going south. Um, People started sitting away from each other like it didn't feel like a home like and it really was hurting me and then when my grandfather passed away when I was 13 it hit even harder and because then there was no family there like no one was there so I stopped going up until like January February Zan was like why haven't you been going to church anymore and I I couldn't answer I didn't know I, I was afraid. Um, And then one Sunday, she invited me to come, and I'm sorry, I'm shaking from nerves and my heart. Um, I came, I sat down in my car for 20 minutes outside, waiting, because I was scared. Because I didn't know what was going to happen. Because I hadn't been to church in so long, it was frightening me. But then God touched me in some way because Zan helped me. I came out of my car and sat down next to her, and she was hugging me the whole time. And then we got to the song that's like "My Heart Is Yours," and I started bawling because I had felt so good. I had—I've never been more happy now, and I—I I, I thank Zan a lot. And she was, "Don't thank me, thank God." And I do every day. And <laughs> sorry. i'm bawling now i mean because i was so happy and i felt so refreshed and after the sermon i hugged Zan and i would not let go i would not let go because i was so touched and i feel renewed like i feel like a different person because this place is a home this church is different than anything i've ever heard of it it is different you guys have accomplished that reaching out Because I'm a millennial. I'm 25 years old, and I was afraid of going to church. But now I'm back, and I will not leave. I know my work schedule is crazy. Ask Karen, ask Justin, ask Bob. I worked 80 hours a week for seven weeks straight because my bosses kept getting in trouble. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm a manager at Menards, so my hours are crazy anyway. I'm here every other Sunday, but I will be here every other Sunday. I will not leave because this place is at home. I don't know everybody, but I know that everybody will accept me because that's the vibe everyone gives off. Like, and I know Mackenzie, I know Adam, I know several people. It's just I know all of you in God's heart now. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, ben.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. I just, he was telling me his story, and I was like, okay, we all need to hear it. We all need to hear this story. So thank you so much for, for sharing. When I asked Brenton last week, I was like, are you going to be at church this week? He's like, I'm supposed to work. And I was like, ah, I just kind of want you to maybe share a little bit of your story. And he's like, I'll get off. So I really appreciate you doing that for us this morning. Like that's awesome. a that's uh, Yeah, so that's awesome. Thank you. Um, when we took... Um, Oh, I want to show a verse, Psalm 71, um, 17 and 18. I think we'd kind of talked about this, just about reaching the next generation. Um, this was David. Since my youth, O God, you have taught me, and to this day I declare your marvelous deeds. Even when I am old and gray, do not forsake me, my God, till I declare your power to the next generation, your might to all who are to come. You know, and the Scriptures are full of people passing on things to the next generation. Um, as we look at Scripture, there's, um, there's these commands, you know, to teach others, to, to, to pass on to the next generations the traditions, um, the Scriptures, the love for, for our God. And um, so there's just like an example of, of that command in Scriptures. Well, when we took a look at doing things differently, we knew that we had to do something different besides just have a cooler church you know we thought well we can't just like have a coffee shop and back and light a few candles and millennials will come you know we we knew we had to do something more than that and um we did want to pay attention to how this place felt and and all of that but at the same time we knew it had to be more and uh, there was a quote from a blog uh, that i read about millennials uh, that i wanted to put up there um yeah this was a quote they said we are not leaving the church because we do not find the cool factor there we're leaving the church because we don't find Jesus there and that was a difficult one to read um and I thought about that we I've thought about that a lot um, and what that means and kind of how we can play a part I also want to say this about Wellspring we haven't figured it all out yet (laughs) we're still in the process of figuring a lot of this out this is a work in progress um, but again, it's, it's something that is uh, definitely a core value of, of what we're doing. Um, here's a few things about um, millennials that I have found. And these are th- like things I've read, books I've read. Um, and some of these are my opinions. So some of the things I'm just going to say, take them with a grain of salt. But here are some things that we found out about millennials and reaching millennials. Um, millennials want to experience Christ, not just gain more information. millennials want to experience Christ, not just gain more information. Okay, obviously, we need to do teaching here. There's teaching things that we need to know. But I think millennials are saying, I want to have an encounter with Christ when I go to church. I want to have an experience with Christ. Um, So we started paying attention to the experience that people had here, even this building. I mean, when Bob and I walked into this place, we were just like, oh my goodness, this is beautiful. And just this building kind of inspires uh, connecting with God, I think. And, uh, but we started to pay attention to the music, um, the way it sounded, the kind of songs we sang. Not just songs of praise, but songs that talk about the condition of the heart and the struggle of, of man. Um, we, took a, we took a look at all of those things, the music, the feel. We wanted to create space for people to connect with God. Um, And that's something that we've tried to do. Um, We've been better at it at times than others, but we think that that's important. And so um, we know that millennials want to experience Christ, not just gain more information. Millennials are interested in truth, but would rather discover it than be lectured on it. (laughs) Okay? They're interested in truth, but they would rather discover it than be lectured on it. Now, obviously, there's times when, you know, Bob is just imparting truth. We're just talking about truth. And truth is important. The truth of God, the truth of the Scriptures. But I think young people desperately want to have a a community and a feel of we're discovering this together. And that's why Bob asks questions. You know, if you've noticed in a sermon, there'll be times when Bob will stop and be like, what do you guys think? What stands out to you about these verses? Uh, what resonates with you when we say this? What do you think the disciples were feeling when this happened? Because it's the atmosphere of discovering truth together um, that I think is important. And, you know, as we, as we started to look at, you know, reaching millennials, what we really found was it was just really getting back to the scriptures. And it was really taking a new look at just, well, how did Jesus interact with people? <laughs> We've kind of gotten away from that. and Because um, Jesus asked questions, right? Jesus asked questions of people. Um, you know, Peter, who do you say that I am? Who here is not sinful? Um, you know, the, some folks had a question about money and where he gave money. Jesus would say, whose, whose picture is on this? Where do you think it should go? You know, have you not heard? And we realize that when Jesus was, was teaching and talking about truth, talking about the kingdom of God, he was he used images and stories, and that was important. And so we thought that needs to be important here, too. Um, you know, you think about, and Jesus paid attention to culture. And we thought, we've got to pay attention to culture here. Um, culture can't drive what we're doing, but we have to pay attention to culture and young people's culture, millennials' culture. We have to take a look at it because Jesus did. When he was talking with farmers and he was talking about the kingdom of God, he would say, it was like a farmer who went out and he sowed seed and some fell along this path and some fell along this path. Some fell on the good soil and it grew up and grew a crop and reproduced. When he's talking about the kingdom of God, he might say, it's like someone who found a treasure in a field and he went out And he sold everything he had so he could buy this field. That's that's how much value he put on the kingdom of God. And he had these rich images. Uh, The prodigal son, probably a lot of you have heard that uh, parable, but but Jesus has this image-rich picture of a son who goes out and squanders their inheritance and a father who is desperately waiting for his return. He paid attention to culture. He asked questions. He not only told people about the kingdom of God, he helped them experience it. And we figured that we would try to do that here as well. Um, Millennials want a safe community to ask questions and wrestle with complicated issues. (laughs) They want a safe place or community to ask questions and wrestle with complicated issues. Is this a place where we can be honest about times of doubt, struggle, sin issues, addictions? Is this a safe place for young people to wrestle with those things? Because I think millennials want to know, are people going to freak out if I come to my small group or my church, some of the folks in my church, and say, hey, I'm, I'm struggling with whatever, this addiction to could be anything. I'm struggling with an addiction to pornography. I'm struggling with addic- addiction to gambling. I'm struggling horribly with um, times of doubt. I'm, I'm, right now, for some reason, I might, I'm doubting God. Is this a safe place we can talk about these things, talk about real-life struggles, you know? Um, I've lost a job. I'm worried to death. <laughs> I'm crippled by fear. I'm depressed. Is this a safe place? Millennials want to know. Is this a safe place that we can be messed up and have people love us, point us towards Christ, disciple us, hold us accountable, and lead us to real healing and wholeness. We want to be a church that's about that, where we can be vulnerable and transparent and open. We don't have to have it all together. And we talked about a place where you can belong before you believe. Um, That belief is important, but can you belong here before you have it all figured out? Um, And so that, I think, is important to millennials. And again, the list that I'm giving, this isn't an exhaustive list. There's more. There's other things. I'm just kind of giving you some of the things that we think are really important, some things that we've tried to do. Um, I think millennials want a compelling vision of a truth that's transcendent. And a full view of the kingdom of God, not just a set of rules, but a view of the kingdom of God that is full transformation. <laughs> I think millennials are looking for um, a faith that is maybe bigger than what they've seen before. We're talking about the full kingdom. Yeah, there's the set of rules, I get that. <laughs> and that's important. But what about all the other stuff? What about kindness and generosity and patience, goodness, faithfulness? What about a faith that is concerned about the poor, the hungry, the hurting, the broken folks around us? Like the full, the full kingdom. <laughs> and I hope that that's what we're presenting. That's what we want to try to be about here at Wellspring. Wellspring. Um, Millennials are leaving the church, but they are interested in spiritual things, <laughs> okay? I didn't want to come here and, you know, kind of dog on millennials. That's not what this is about because there's some great things about this generation. They're interested in living uh, a life of purpose and significance more than success. It's kind of true about millennials, They want to live a life of purpose and significance. A lot like Jesus. (laughs) They're interested in marriage. Many millennials are children of divorced parents or their close friends are. Many millennials have seen the effects of divorce and they're interested in a marriage that will last and how that might work. So, They're interested in marriage, a lot like Jesus was. (laughs) Um, I want to say this too: if you're older, like me, mid forties on up, if you're not a millennial, (laughs) we need you at this church. You know, you're important because I think millennials are wanting somebody to kind of look and see what does it look like to have a marriage where two people are trying to follow God and committed to each other. Not a perfect marriage, but a marriage where they can go through some hardships and stay committed. Um, I know in my life it's been really important for me to always have some people that are further along in their faith, further along in life that I can look to and talk to and get some wisdom from. And I think millennials want that. So if you're older and you're here and you're like, "Well, where do I fit into this? You fit into this. We need you. We need you to lead labs groups we need you to give. <laughs> Let's put that in there a little bit. For Bob. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, but you're valuable. I want you to know that. Okay? Um, millennials, if you're here, be patient with us. <laughs> okay? We don't have all this figured out. And be patient with this because there's going to come a time when you're the old people like us and you're going to have to reach the next generation, all right? This is going to have to keep getting passed down. And so be patient with us. Um, please take time to, you know, go and, and talk to folks that are older and get involved in a small group and do those kind of things where um, you can be discipled. Um, And because there's a lot of folks here that have a lot of wisdom, they're further along in faith and life, and they'd love to share that with you. Um, And that'd be a blessing to both of you. So I wanted to say that. Um, I had another uh, friend of mine that I wanted to share, another guy that I've gotten to know here, um, Jake, if you would come on up. I met Jake. We were volunteering with the youth group a little bit and uh just a great guy the more I got to know him I was like man I would love for him to share just a little bit about his experience here at Wellspring and he's done the internship and so I'm going to turn it over to you
1: for just a little bit Uh, as Dave uh, mentioned my name is Jake uh, Kretzer and I've been going to Wellspring for uh almost two years now uh I did, growing up, I was not uh, raised in the church. I, uh, I was actually, I met, met my wife now, Sarah, and she invited me to go to uh, church. And it was, it was, I accepted the Lord into my life in 2007. And I was attending some Baptist churches around town. Uh, and again, I I'm not up here to talk bad on any church. I'm here to speak on my two years that I have spent at Wellspring and how Wellspring has impacted my life. Uh, but I, I'd gone to the, I'd been to a few churches, you know, I had, I, at the first one, I had some bad experiences. We moved on to a, to a new church and uh, I was comfortable in that church. Uh, I was, I was going, you know, I was getting to know people. Uh, the problem was. Uh, someone I call my best buddy was a retired man he uh, I mean there's nothing wrong with that just as it as Dave mentioned but you know I'd I'd hunt with him but he was like 65 you know that that church had no no young adult ministry Uh, so Sarah and I knew that we had to we had to do something we felt the Holy Spirit really really pushing us out of there pushing us to find somewhere else but for me Sarah first, uh, first brought that to me, you know, and I, at that point I was just, I was comfortable. I was, I was kind of involved in the church. I was helping out a little bit. I was going each Sunday, sitting in the pews, just listening, you know, uh, that was it. Um, so after she, she brought that to my attention, you know, I sat and I thought about it and, uh, I knew that I, I felt that I felt the Holy Spirit also saying, you know, let's go find, let's go find a new church. So what we did was we, uh, we kind of decided three churches that we were going to attend, and we, I was saying, I, I like to do everything lined up. I made a little chart thing, I put all of them. <laughs> uh, and then we went, and I was like, ah, this, this, this. You know, that was good in this area, bad in this. But we came to Wellspring because uh, Sarah's roommate was uh, Sarah Amos, which is Justin's wife, and they invited us. The first time we came, I mean, we're used to sitting in there, we're used to hymnals, reading out of the book, with the piano we get here and we're, we're out, got blown out the door. We was like, this is kind of crazy, you know? Cause so the, at first we was like this, that, that was kind of different. You know, I don't know if we, if that's what we want or not, cause the music kind of scared us, but we, uh, <laughs> we, we went to a few others and uh, Justin invited us back. He was like, you know, I want you to just set, come back here and just try it out again. I know you wasn't he wasn't used to the music and everything, so we came and we ended up going on the uh the young adult uh, the young adult trip they had that year. We went to uh snow creek but uh and after that we knew it we uh, we knew that the biggest thing we were searching was a young adult um, mission or a ministry and once we went to that, we was like that that's the church we want to go to that's the church that uh, that we want to invest in and spend our time and uh we uh after coming here we uh we knew that's what it was we was in search of that of that community and wellspring just as they say today i mean they're they're here to reach the next generation and and that's and that's myself um and there's there's two things now that 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 i've learned through uh coming to wallspring that has stuck with me through the through the past two years uh and one thing that i hear bob he he used to say it all the time, but just uh, just learning to do life together. And um, when I when I heard that, um, that that just stuck with me all through. And I mean, you can apply that to everything you do. You know, your your life. You're learning to you're learning to do stuff in marriage. You're learning to do to do life with others in your profession. I mean, you're learning to do life with everyone. So that um, that combined with this is the biggest thing that I've taken from Wellspring, and that is uh, just learning to ask yourself the tough questions, um, the the why questions, and those two combine together to learning to ask yourself how how am I going to do life in a way that's going to show others the the grace of God, and uh, there's just there's just a few areas that. As as Dave has mentioned, uh, and I'm 23. I I just recently got married. I'm just recently got, soon to be getting a getting a job, and uh, there's just so many things in my life that I have that have impacted me. That's going to impact the rest of my life. And lucky for me, I've been in Wall Spring, and I've been able to in a, been able to ask myself those questions and. I've been able to bounce those off other people in the young adult ministry and others that I've come to know here and, in the end, reflect God through my decisions. And uh, there's there's one avenue um, that Wellspring does here that really will get you connected to uh, the young adults, and that's through the internship that they offer in the summer. And I was, I was lucky enough to be able to do that. Um, and that was a challenge for me because... I almost didn't do the internship, uh, Justin asked me if I would do it, and, and I knew that it was going to be helpful, but I was I was getting married, and uh, my wife and I just bought a house, and me and my dad decided we was going to gut the entire thing, and that's what I did the the whole summer, but, uh, so I was like, man, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this internship, and uh, I'm sitting in the pew that Sunday before, and I was going to let Justin know, and Bob's just going away tearing into my heart, you know, um, out there. And it's not, I'm not setting that. That's one thing about Wellspring too. You don't just sit in the pews and just, you're not comfortable there. You're it's, it's, it's penetrating you deep. So I, I'm sitting there and at the end, I'm like, well, I don't think I'm going to, I think I can do it now, you know? So, so I, I did the, I did the internship and what, what that did for me, that looked like, um, first it challenged me to make time for God um, which I needed to do in that, in that season of my life. I was, I was pushing God away because I felt like I was overwhelmed. Uh, but what it really did was it allowed me to meet a few, some few guys. There was actually four of us, all guys, um, at an internship this summer. And, uh, it was the beginning to some good relationships. It, It created some community for me. And, uh, it was, it was an opportunity for me to speak into some, uh, some younger guys uh, in Trevor and Zach uh, and just look back on reflect on my life and to see where they are and to see how I've came and just to sh- give them the, my experiences and just to share with them uh, the, way, the way I've been able to overcome stuff and also it wasn't just for that but it was also just to be encouraged by those two through that whole process and uh, just to see that there still are people interested you know there still are young Young men interested in uh, getting involved, and uh, it's thankfully through the church that 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 this uh, Wellspring offers. And I mean, it's it was a great opportunity for me. But uh, the biggest thing that uh, that I just want to I just want to thank Wellspring. I just want to thank all of you guys setting out here, just that, and through the founders of the church, that that they had an intent investment in in the next generation, and that has made a great impact on me and it's going to continue to just affect my life and decisions I make in the near future. And uh, I'm grateful to be a part of this church and uh, I just, it's a great, great, great time. And I just want to thank you all.
0: Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Thanks for sharing. Um, That's one thing that we are doing here is that the internship program, we want that to continue to grow, but just a chance for young folks to come for a summer um, where they, gosh, they learn all kinds of things, but it's really basically a time of discipleship or a time where you can come, really look at the scriptures, really see what it means to follow Christ, Um, and so that's been a great time, and I'm glad that you were able to do that, so, and um, when Justin, Justin's on a cruise right now, so... Hopefully he's having a great time. Um, but please talk with Justin about that. We want to just see that internship continue to expand, honestly. That, is, that internship is something uh, we'd love to see you know, 10, 15, 20, 25 people involved with that in the summertime. We just think that that could just be a great thing for for young folks. So anyway, that's really all I had today, um, talking about reaching the next generation. Um, thank you for a chance to be able to share that part of Uh, Just my heart, something that's real important to myself and and people here at Wellspring. And um, so it was was great to have the chance to do that. We're going to go ahead and enter into our time uh, of communion. And um, before we do that, just the scriptures talk about before we take communion, examining your heart. And so kind of in that uh, the spirit of creating space to experience God and encounter God, I want to just give you a few minutes of silence um, to examine your heart uh, before God, before we take communion, but a chance to, if there's uh, unconfessed sin in your life that you need to confess to God or things that you uh, want to talk with God about, but it's a chance to kind of examine, maybe ask God to search your heart. You know, are there things in my heart that aren't right? And uh, so I am going to give you a few minutes to do that and then the ushers will come and dismiss you and you'll just tear off a piece of bread and dunk it Uh, in the juice. So let's pray, and you can have some time of silence. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for uh, our time. Thank you for just your call for us, Lord, to reach the next generation. Uh, And I pray that we would be a part of that here at Wellspring. And I pray that we would just remain humble and broken before you, Lord, as a church. Um, that we would continue to rely on you, that we would never think that we have something figured out, um, but that we would just, that you would continue to work in us. Give us wisdom and insight and discernment um, into culture and to what's going on around um, so that we can proclaim your truth in a relevant way to young folks. And uh, so, God, I pray that you would examine our hearts now Uh, Lord, and if uh, there are things that aren't right that you would point that out in our lives, God, that we could confess that this morning. It's in Christ's name, amen.